what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me is Brian Jackson. We share the same last name. That is no coincidence. We are, in fact, brothers. Um, although, Brian, I... Wait a minute. <laughs> we are brothers, although... Wait a minute. I, I'm oh, no, 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 didn't no, know no, what brothers. this means. There's no, okay. there's no although okay. to, the, to the brother part. Okay. All right. Although, yeah. Uh, I would say that, you know, people would be able to look at us and say, oh, they must be brothers because they seem to be relatively close in age. I I, I think I've hit the midlife crisis point in my life. I actually had someone call me elderly the other day. Oh, Uh, and especially when I was near next to a friend of mine who is also the same age I am. They were called, they were told that they look like they're in their thirties. And when asked how old somebody thought I was, uh, I got a, I got an age much closer, uh, several years older than my actual age. So, wow. Wow. So I don't want to clarify for everybody. Brian is my actual brother. We're only a very, very small number of years apart. Uh, I'm not his father. I'm not his (laughs) uncle. It's we are brothers. I'm making sure I was really clear with everybody. Yep. Yeah. It's well, kinda, well, kinda one of us, one of us has decided, bit, so. one of us has decided to get rid of the the white hair that's coming in and just not let it be as visible. The other one is embracing it, deciding to show it off, deciding to show it off and face as well as you know. The I came hair. This I get this it. Morning to shaving all this off. Did you? Yeah. yeah. All which part? Just this. everything. Yeah. That too? No, mainly face. Okay. All right. No, I'm not ready to part with the hair yet. Yeah. There's still uh yeah. there's still like coloring products there's or still, something I can use for that, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, your hair is still flowing. It it still works. I uh I gave up on that quite a while yeah. ago. So anyway, well, so I'm, I'm sorry about that. Elderly? 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 Really? Well, what yeah. what it was is we were doing some interviews for a show we do and we were at a, a place on like an amusement park type place here in the area and interviewing people that were working there and uh, somebody made a comment. One of the girls working at this park said, Oh, I'm, you know, uh, this elderly person the other day tried to hit on me. And we were all curious, like, okay, well, what is your definition of elderly? Oh, I thought they were talking about you. Okay. No, no, no. They're like, what is your definition of elderly? Cause you referred to somebody as elderly. We want to know. She's like, Oh, you know, elderly is like, you know, over 50. Okay. That's a problem. Wow. Because uh, mm-hmm. I'm just barely, but I am over 50. Um, and then again, then she was asked to guess the ages of me and my crew members. And uh, my my colleague who I was filming, who is the exact same age I am, got called like 38. And I got um, 56, I think, like that. Okay. So I feel a little better now because – it sounds like those two comments were disjointed. It wasn't that that person walked up to you and were like, oh, well, you're elderly, right? So they didn't connect no. the elderly to you right away, did they? No, but but they you connect the dots there. I know they, you connect they, the dots, right? They, but they see, were, I'm just wondering, like, the, the challenge, whether she realized midway, she goes, oh, well, if I said 38 there, I better kind of jump up on the other, but maybe didn't connect the fact that I've now categorized that as elderly. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what I'm taking from this is that, according to her, you are elderly and I am not, and and I think that is just fine. And that's um, where I'm. That's where I'm very upset. That's where yeah. I'm very bothered. Yeah. I mean, anyway, is it, so is I'm a little your bit bedtime. Up. Is it? Is it? Uh, what is, look, is it time to go to the K K and W or what? I will what? be honest about this. Okay, right before this podcast recording, you know what I was doing for the half uh, hour before taking your pills. Uh, I don't know what. I was eating dinner on a TV tray. Tapioca pudding? Watching Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) Yes. Oh, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. There was actually a moment, Brian, where I sat there, honestly, like right in the middle of the show. I just kind of stopped 
And I looked at me, looked all around. I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> this is it. I am. I, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. I get called elderly and now I'm just fine. I'm just doing elderly things. You're yelling at Pat Sajak. I to, sat on the porch Halloween time. night to give out candy. And I probably spent more time making sure the kids weren't walking on our lawn and uh, <laughs> using the sidewalk to come up to the front porch. I was ra- I was ratioing out the, the candy. Like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Three, three pieces is enough. Buddy. <laughs> man. Oh, man. It sucks being elderly, doesn't it? It seems it like does. it. At least. This is what it yeah. is. So I've been I've been in a little bit of a funk the last couple of days. Plus, I know this is a show about technology, even though we haven't talked about technology yet at all in the five minutes we've been running. Um, and I know that that's what we're here to talk about, brothers in tech. We talk about home and family and personal technology and tips and tricks or ideas or recommendations and so forth. Uh, I'm not in the mood to talk technology tonight, Brian. So I'm probably going to let you do most of the talking. I uh, I had to deal with a massive uh you know for those who aren't kind of aware how websites work you know we we manage i'd say probably there's probably about 30 some websites that i have a hand in overseeing and managing and keeping tabs on and we use a hosting company to do all the hosting of those sites for us and and they guarantee of course like 99.9% uptime that they're always going to be up and running well, this morning, uh, they went down for about six hours, maybe close to seven hours, which is really long for a, a company like this. So I had to entertain a lot of phone calls from customers and clients and my own websites and everything. It was it was a rough morning, so I'm not in a very tech-friendly mood at the moment. Um, actually, I'm Understood. thinking about, in my old age, maybe just saying, you know, forget it all. I'm just going to shut down all the technology and I'm just going to go. And... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's, Brian, so that's where, that's where we are right now. Huh? That's where we yeah. are. That's the state I'm in right now. So mm-hmm. we are going to talk about a topic that uh, luckily you are going to drive most of, but I do have questions and I want to hear you talk about it. And it okay. is a little bit, it's kind of fighting the technology a little bit. It's kind of rebelling against some of the technology we're still going to use technology, but it's rebelling against where the trend in technology is going right now. Right. To some degree. Uh, we're yep. going to talk about streaming TV services, which we've talked about plenty of times before, but we're bringing it up specifically today because I don't know if the rest of you listening have noticed, but a lot of streaming services have started to increase their fees. Uh, now it's being ongoing. They, every service kind of incrementally increases its fees. But it seems to be like a wholesale increase. Apple's doing it, which is the first time they've done an increase of their their offerings, their Apple TV Plus and so forth. YouTube TV, I don't think has had a recent, like in the last couple of weeks, increase, but they've increased several times in the past couple of years. Then we've got a few others going up as well. So it's just a time where, you know, you start to do the math on how much you could be spending for all the streaming TV services. And it starts to get really up there. Yeah. Brian, it's... You hit on this months ago, talking <laughs> about the idea of a different way of handling live TV or getting live TV without having to get a large subscription of streaming service package to do so. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you might have fleshed that out a little bit more and maybe actually have something to kind of talk us through a proof of concept on how to do it. Well, yeah, I do have a, I have a, I have a solution that I am. Um, trying and I am kind of working through as I'm calling it more of a fail safe right now that um, if <laughs> if things start to escalate even further, which I think they will on the, uh, the subscription models, uh, I think we're going to start to see several of these services continue to go up or start to kind of have two tiers where if you want to keep doing it the way you want to do it, then it's going to be more, or you have to have mandatory ads on everything and maybe you can stay where you are. So I think that we're getting to that point where they realize they have us for the most part. And uh, I think people, some people are getting smart, Alan. We've talked about this before that, you know, instead of having every service all the time because of what you're doing, but maybe popping a service on and off and on and off and say, hey, for the next three months, I'm going to go Netflix and then I'll cancel it. And then I'm going to go to Hulu and then I'm going to watch it for three months and cancel it. 
I think they realize some people are doing that and the way it's almost like a fitness, uh, a health center model. That's like, well, every time you come back, I'm going to, it's probably going to be a little more expensive than it was the last time. And because I know you're going to be leaving me soon. So I need to get what I can from you uh, in the moment. So, so I don't know, it, it's gotten pretty frustrating uh, because, you know, I cut, I cut the cord from cable, I think back in maybe 2000 and, six or seven um you know i decided we decided to to go away from cable and started doing some over the air stuff uh we were recording it to a mac mini at the time and just having a way in which we can pull from the mac mini record things watch things a little later so we had our own dvr service and then then's where netflix started coming about and we were having dvds shipped to us and that was all great and then it went to the streaming and more internet and so you know we've we had a great period of time there Alan. do you remember right right when youtube tv came out it was 25 dollars a month <laughs> maybe you had nine or seven dollars a month for netflix and then you were kind of loving life at that point right you had everything yeah. and then of course apple got in the game and uh and the fact that we had uh, Amazon Prime get in the game and provide us a service outside of the streaming to where, quite honestly, I wouldn't care at all about Amazon streaming if it wasn't for the shipping. And the fact yeah. that I have it, I know I'm going to keep it. So and we've we've gone through this several, several episodes those were, about those issues. Oh, those were the good old days. And yeah, here, I'm going to live. I'm going to lean into my elderly status and say, yeah. Kids today don't know how good we had it just a few years ago. <laughs> a few years uh, ago. Yeah, like uh, three, four years ago or five yeah, years ago. Five years ago, maybe. Things yep. were so much more less expensive. <laughs> I used to have five streaming services at a time, and I didn't pay more than $40 a month. So, yep, yep. Yeah. So, you know, right now, like I said, we, and Alan and Alan have it. We've made no... Well, we've it's been no secret that we love YouTube TV. And I personally still I think they buried every other live TV yeah. service by their quality of their interface, um, how good their streams are, how quick their streams are. It's been really good. And um, and it says a lot when, you know, like I said, I got into them when they were $25 a month and then it went to 35 and then I remember going to 49 and then and then it jumped to 70 something or 69 and then 70 something. And every one of those times after about 40, I kept saying, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. And then sure enough, they'd put out new channels, they'd make new features, and they've really kind of upped their game to where it's hard to it's hard to leave them. It's hard to leave that service. But I've started realizing lately that maybe, right, now they have so many things going on that maybe there are things that I we, we're just not even touching the surface. And and I'll tell you, Alan, from my perspective, what has what has led me to this epiphany within the last couple of weeks of really mm -hmm. wanting to make a try to make a change was uh, my wife and I, I think I told you, we jumped into Game of Thrones about two or three months ago. I had seen it back in COVID. I watched it on a iPad on my, you know, when I was riding my bike every day and I could barely remember it, seeing it. Didn't really it, know. Exactly the way the directors intended you to view it. They, their, they their wanted content. to see it on a small screen. Yeah, exactly. So I didn't remember even a lot of it. And uh, But what's been beautiful is that she had never seen it. And the fact that we now have one thing that we've been watching now for months, and that's the only thing we've watched. That is literally the only thing we watched. We haven't touched every any other service. We haven't touched any other show. We've just, every time we sit down, we watch one episode of that or maybe two, wow. and then that's it. And okay. I started thinking now, okay, I'm paying for YouTube TV for pretty much the sports at this point. Um, everything else is convenience. Right. I mean, I love the fact that it's convenience on everything, but I don't necessarily know if I need it. So all that being said, I've got uh, I, I've got a a way in which I'm going to try and move forward on being able to have some of that live TV capable okay. um, DVR capable um, without the uh, heavy service fees. So uh, can okay. I walk you through my. Yep. my my solution and um many of you will remember we talked about this solution in the past but we didn't really have the full feature version of this solution and uh, so alan i thought what i would do is show the show the interface first and then go back and talk about how it's being created so okay. 
All right, so Alan, let me show this. <clears throat> so people will remember we've talked about this before that Plex, uh, Plex TV is a service that is um, a way in which you can take lots of different streams of information, whether that's uh, stuff that you own, whether that's stuff on the internet, whether that's coming from, uh, we'll see in a minute, live TV. Alan and I both have home uh, servers that we've kind of put in place with NAS servers, network attached servers. And uh, and that allowed me to do backups and store away my movies and all of that. So once that happened, I needed this interface to it. And Plex was the interface that we used. Alan used it well before I did. And I started kind of uh, being jealous of the way he had it uh, rolling. So so just so you know, this this interface right now is on a website. I can access this on Apple TV, on uh, a uh, Roku device, pretty much like anything else that you would access, maybe Netflix or, or Hulu, one of those. And you're looking at my home right now, which gives some channels, and I'll show you how we're getting those in a minute. Uh, shows that are on right now, which is coming from a couple different services, both the uh, over-the-air TV that we uh, that I'm pulling, as well as it has capable of doing kind of streaming live TV. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's a number of movies, and movies are the things that I have access to, as well as some freebies that are built in here, as well as things that Alan shares with me. So there's lots of opportunities to be able to watch uh, content. So if I just go down the left side over here, the movies would be the things that I have downloaded already. They are my movies. They are things that I've put in a server so that I can stream them from a, um, a server in my house. Brian, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't, don't, no, don't, don't. It's not me. It's Are, not me. Don't say it. <laughs> you you me. did say the phrase, my movies. These are my movies. And I just want to I clarify, mean, compared, compared to yours. Podcast, People that are listening are not seeing the selections of movies that I am seeing on the screen right now. Uh, let's just say Brian's batting maybe 40% on uh, what I would consider. Okay, movies. I'll slide over. There's some better ones, but then there's also some not so better ones. You, uh, <laughs> you're a big Steel, Steel Magnolias fan? That's, yeah, that's um, your thing. Mm. Yeah. Let's just say some of these are my wife's and some of them are mine. Alan, would you like to jump over to your movies and let's critique all of those? Sure, would bring you? them on. I have, yeah. I have no hesitations on mine. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's, that's I have a reason bold, for every single movie. That's in, I have a movie. I have a reason for every single movie that's in my Plex library. Well, I have a reason for each of these. Um, just they're just not necessarily reasons I'm proud of. Um, for, right. for all the way through. But right. okay. so the movies, uh, just so you know, I can click on one of the movies and it is now going into my server and pulling mm -hmm. that movie up. As you can see, I can scan through, do what needs to happen, be able to watch that show. And then the nice part is it also has the ability of keeping track of where was I in that movie that I was just watching so that I can pick it up later. TV shows, all of that, right? TV shows that I have downloaded. Um, Music, which I don't use, home movies, which I do, which we have some home movies that we're keeping. So that's all great, right? These are good options for if you already have content mm -hmm. that you can watch. Where I wanted to expand this and where I had not done that until probably in the last two weeks um, is live TV. So I'm going to click on the live TV tab. And right now with live TV, I have, you can see the guide is, well, just now downloading. There we go. Yeah. Um, you can see that there are TV channels and these currently are TV channels that I'm getting from an antenna that is pulling the over the air uh, live TV channels, the, the old bunny ears, right? This is bunny ear TV, which is still available. If you didn't know, it's, it's out there. It's actually continued to advance. There are 4K options that you can pull from over the air. HD has been around for a while. It's actually one of the, the best signals you can have if they're pushing out, you know, the HD or the 4K. Um, but what's nice about it is that if you are in a place or in a location in which you can reach some of these channels, you can now have that antenna pump into a tuner that would then pump into your internet so that you now have access to what's going through that tuner. So what's going over the air is now being 
pumped into my internet system in my house, and I can then pull it from my Apple TV, can pull it from, as you're seeing here on the web. So if I just wanted to watch, let's say this first channel is ABC, yeah. and you'll notice that it takes just a second here to, you know, kind of connect, but once it does, right, it's going a little pause there, it always does that when it connects, but uh, once it's kind of pipes in, then it's going to roll. There we go. So now this is the news just mm -hmm. pumping through and okay. you'll see it's a pretty good picture yeah. right, that's coming through. This is something I could do full full screen um, on uh, on the Apple TV, on whatever screen that I'm more, right. uh, working on. Yeah. So remind me again, you said the components so far that so you've got this antenna. Yep. And I'll go through those specifically, but yeah, antenna. Antenna. Antenna is going into a tuner tuner okay which is tuner, like a separate piece a separate component yep. that has it's to it's basically the way to convert the convert the, the antenna signal, signal into, into a digital signal digital. you can use right yep yep so then the tuner is feeding into your home network yeah so right now and you could do this without any other component other than plug it into let's say your wi-fi router and it would know okay there's a signal coming in and through this tuner that is then going into the Wi-Fi router and your Plex, you know, which is could be located in a couple of different places, but it is then tapping and saying, oh, that's that's a source that I want to pull from. Now, I also have that other component, which is our home server. That's where I put my backups. That's where I put my movies. I have that going into. So Plex as an app is looking at that server. It's also looking at the tuner and saying, cool, those are two places I can get information. It's also right. looking at the internet and saying, there's another place I can get information. So it's taking those three bits of info and basically combining them for ways in which they can deliver uh, content to me. Hmm. Okay. okay. Right. I'm calling you. Yeah. So, and if you notice here, this is stuff that I, I just paused to this. I just paused live TV and I just restarted it. And the reason that I was able to do that is that I am also, this is, this is the first service I'm paying per month right now. <clears throat> for the DVR capability, which is, okay, that live TV can be paused, can be recorded, just like it would be on a uh, cable box, just like mm -hmm. it would be on YouTube TV. Okay. Um, now that right now is, I think, $4 a month, $4.99 a month, okay? Mm -hmm. So my test here is I can do this without the DVR. I could say, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna pay a, a thing per month and I would still be able to pull up live TV, but it would just be pulling that live TV up. I couldn't record just, it. I you're, couldn't you're stop. You're joining a There's show no live as Correct. it's going on. Yep. No rewinding, no pausing. Right. Right. So the question is, is it worth, you know, the $5 a month to have this live TV? Now, okay. I'm going to go back here. I'm going to stop this and go back to the channel. You'll notice right now, and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling in the favorites, which either these are the channels that I kind of designated as most interesting to me. Everybody knows if you've seen over the air TV, there's lots of channels that you're not interested in. So if I click on this vault, the Jackson, which is everything that's pumping into my system right now, you'll see there are tons, tons of stations that I'm getting over the air. These but are all really, over the air stations. These are all over the air stations. Yep. These are all over the air. It's just that these are not there's not a lot that is great content. Oh, come on now. Comet. Comet TV is awesome. Mm, okay. <laughs> There's true, true true crime TV. There is, um, oh, what else do we have? Laugh TV. Um, <laughs> HSN. Um, TBN. Telemundo, right? You've got several of these things that are coming through that are really, but you see, I mainly wanted to pull the locals, right? Yeah. ABC, yeah. CBS, NBC, Fox. And if I can pull those, plus I think I have on there um, the CW, right, which started carrying ACC sports yep. recently, mm -hmm. yep. um, then that's, you know, those are helpful. So so I've got all of this that I can search and I can go through. Um, now, you'll, if you'll notice, Alan, when I roll over here, you can see the channels, right? These are the channels that you need to recognize, 2.1, 2.2, 2.3. Those are the things that, that when the over-the-air digital comes in, there's multiple, like, twos right twos is abc but they're also kind of tapped into other um channels within that same kind of antenna or that same uh tower i think mm -hmm. but so 
you know, they've got some Plex channels. This is also kind of nice. So this is where this is where live TV becomes the internet. So as I said before, I've got my antenna, which that's these channels. These are all coming from over the air antenna. The Plex channels are all streaming channels. So these are free streaming channels that are out there. So as you see, let's say Hallmark, right? If I click on Hallmark, what is that right there? It's doing the same thing, right? It's going to go, but now it's actually going through the internet and pulling some sort of online channel that happens to be free. So the beauty is now I have all of these channels. Now, again, none of them are really good. These are yeah. channels like the Game Show channel, the, um, well, BBC Earth, channels that are actually designated for specific uh, shows. There is a Baywatch channel. So I will be recording Baywatch mm. channels, wow. um, obviously. Put that as a heart. In a Price um, is Right channel? Like a, a whole Price channel is Right channel. To the Price yep. is Right. Wow. And and as a and Family Feud, Alan. So mm. as an elderly person. Um, is there a Wheel of Fortune channel? This. Is there a Wheel of Fortune? Because I, I got to watch my wheel. I would not be surprised. I got to watch my wheel, Brian. There's an ALF channel. Can you believe there was enough episode of ALF to actually have a channel, right? It just plays it over and over and over. Portlandia channel, which I do enjoy. So that's, that's fun, yeah. Yeah, you can just sit and have it. But so these are all things that basically is is uh, coming through the internet as streaming channels. Um, so the beauty is now I have at least, for me, it's all about this. If I had the ability now to say, okay, you know what, the... Um, Super Bowl is coming on a certain channel, NBC, I'm going to record it. Or uh, the Seattle Seahawks are playing on Fox on each day. I'm going to record it. And you see it's pulling in over the internet what the guide is. I could go out and tell it I want to record something that's in the future. Go ahead and click. I, you know, If I wanted to record, let's see, Family Feud, it's going to say, do you want to record this episode or do you want to call it all episodes? So it does allow you to kind of say I want to record everything from here on and where do I want to record it within my library. Now the recording, I'm pretty sure, Alan, I just set this up. I'm pretty sure it's pointing to my server. I think I need to confirm that yeah. with the DVR system. I just signed up for that. Well, let's just, but, um, um, yeah. let's just kind of level set for everybody, make sure we're all on the same page here. So what you've been showing us so far, other than the, um, the upgrade that you are paying $5 a month for right. to allow you to have uh, recording, recording and pausing yep. and recording capabilities. Outside of that, the, the live TV service that you're picking up is all free. Yep. Uh, Plex can be a free service. I mean, there are options that it you is. can add on yep. to Plex to make it where it has a pay option and for certain features. But what you're showing here, what you're doing can be done with Plex for free. Yep, I can do it. I, I do it up until today, actually. I was doing it for free. Okay. And I was watching live TV and I was watching my own home movies and streaming oh. them to my devices. Yep. But the two things that are needed to make yep. this happen, one is the antenna. One is the antenna. One mm -hmm. is the tuner. Correct. Those are two one-time purchases. They are not ongoing Correct. costs involved with that. That is a one-time purchase. To get those two items. And then obviously you need to have somewhere where your Plex can run and store right. media. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Plex yeah. itself does need a home. And that's where it's, you know, it could run on a computer. If you've got a computer in your house, it's a desktop computer and you want to yep. run kind of this and let that be your server. And but what it really needs to do is it needs to have a place to run the application so that yeah. it's kind of gathering the information and it does need a little bit of storage space to be able to do that. I chose to put it on my, my NAS, my, my, uh, Synology, uh, home server, because that's where my, my storage goes, but then also it's always running. It's always there and it's right. always running. So that's I know it nice can thing. kind of yeah. push it out. Right. Th yeah. That's the problem. If somebody said, well, I've got an extra computer laying around or I, I could use it. Yeah, you could. It would, it'll serve as a really good Plex server just for Plex to work the way you want it to, which is means you can access this media from any device in your household at any time. This needs to be a computer that's running all the time, all the time, on all yep. the time, never shuts down. Um, if you've got a computer that can do that and maybe stash it in a corner somewhere, that's great because it can mm -hmm. be your Plex server. But if you try to run it on your own laptop or your own computer, that's like your 
if I ran it on my laptop that I take between home and work, every time I leave my home with my laptop, the Plex server is going with it. So that means yep. there's no more Plex inside my house. Right. So that's why you're needing to have that permanent 24-7, ideally, uh, source where we can have Plex running. The NAS, the network attached storage from Synology that Brian and I both have, is a great option for it because it is always running and you'll let you install Plex on it. Makes it pretty easy and it's self-running and it's always there. So and it and um, it does yeah. and it does other things too. I mean, I think you and right. I both bought it for the storage for yep. I'm gonna store my photos there, I'm gonna store my movies there. It's my way of keeping a backup of things. But it also has a processor, which means, well, okay, if it's backing things up, it's storing things and it's able to run and it has a processor, now I can tap into that. But you know, we we talked about it before. You could do a, a Raspberry Pi. Mm -hmm. Right. You could get a small Raspberry Pi, configure it so that it had, you know, enough kind of capability to be able to at least run as long as you had other things pumping in. So for me, I started looking at I, I much I, I think you and I talked about this a long time ago. I'm not a fan of subscriptions because I get nervous and think at what point I'm ever going to stop this or am I kind of sucked in forever. Right. Um, so I'm trying to get to the point where I have these one time purchases and those purchases make sense um, to where they're going to pay off eventually and that they're useful enough for me to be able to to have warranted them so so what i chose to do i have an antenna already i had an antenna from back where i cut the cable back in 2000 whatever six i realized it was in my garage it was up in a storage so i said you know let me pull that down again let me see if um see if that would still work. We now live closer to Portland than we used to. So I figured, well, if it worked when I was further away from these mm -hmm. uh, stations, it should work better now. And it does. Then I needed the, uh, uh, I needed uh, the way in which to, to tune, to have the tuner that would decode this. Now realize if you wanted to do just over the air viewing channels, and you didn't want it to have uh, happen through an Apple TV or anything else. If you have a newer TV, most of your newer TVs are going to have a tuner built into them. So you could just run an antenna right to the back of your TV and through the coax cable and then run your TV and say, search for TV channels. Mm -hmm. And it'll go through and say, oh, well, I can pick up all of these because it has a tuner. It has most likely if it's in the last... 10 years, it probably has some form of tuner built into it. Um, so that therefore you wouldn't need another, uh, another uh, device. The problem is that antenna is running to one TV. So that one TV is going to pick it up unless you have, like I did at my old house, I used the cable that was throughout the, the house cable used to come into the outside of the house, split to all my mm -hmm. TV jacks. We got rid of cable and I just hooked the antenna to the outside of the house and let that signal be split already. So I already had a place. I just plugged the antenna on the outside of the house and every TV outlet could then be plugged to a TV and they could independently pull from that antenna. Nice. That's a really slick, cool way to do it. Like if you have cable already running through your house, go get an antenna and you don't want to do cable anymore. Go to the outside of your house and see where cable normally came into your house and was split unplug it, plug the antenna into it, even if it's just bunny ears on the outside of your house, and then go and plug into one of your cable jacks and see whether or not you can pick up channels. Because if so, you could actually use multiple uh, multiple TV jacks. You could have multiple TVs doing different stations. You know, they don't have to be pulling the same thing. So that's a, that's a nice piece. What I wanted, obviously, was to get this all-in-one. I've gotten used to the idea of an application going through kind of a streaming Apple TV box and right. being able to kind of click through. So that's where Plex comes in. It becomes your all-in-one way of delivering your uh, your content from things you own to things that are on the internet to things that are over the air. And uh, so far, I'm, I'm digging it. Uh, Alan, let me walk you through really quick so people do know generally... Um, how much some of this might cost uh, if you mm -hmm. wanted to do it like I've done. Um, so first of all, we'll show this one. This is what you and I both have, right? This is the Synology. Um, yeah, the Synology NAS. This is a mm -hmm. two bay, which means there are two hard drives in it. 
and that's purposeful. It either means you get double the space or it means one can back up for the other, which means they're constantly uh, securing each other. Um, it's, you know, a little pricey, right? 250 bucks to have something, but that's 250 bucks without the disc, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You've got you've to go find the hard drives to go in it. Now, I bought used hard drives from somebody that uh, were not that expensive, threw them in. They Luckily, they work, but um, you might be looking at another... I don't know, $100 a drive maybe to get yep. really good ones. Yeah. That's pretty safe assumption. Yeah. So if you want this, this is network home server, right? That's kind of a bigger deal. Then, you know, maybe you're talking 450 bucks to get something that yeah. um, can probably handle your photos, handle your videos, handle your movies, handle even recordings as we're talking about here, right? Not a necessity for this process, right? but you do have to have some sort of computer. Well, and what this, the reason this is called network attached storage is it connects to your network. It does not connect to one computer, right. one PC. It goes connected with an Ethernet to your network. So that means anybody on your network could conceivably have access to this if you wanted them to. That's why it's so great for having Plex on it because you could have, you know, an iPad in one room, a TV in another room, a phone in another room, all pulling stuff from that server. And because this NAS is on the network, anybody on the home network has access to it. Yep. Unlike a cable that's plugged into a computer, meaning only that computer has access to it. And this is truly a network environment for this. So, yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're great. And I've been so happy with that. You basically turn it on once you set up the first time, it's, it's kind of foolproof. It just sits and I can hear it running all the time, but that's what it's doing. It's, constantly backing things up and pulling yep. things. Anytime my phone connects to the Wi-Fi, it's trying to back it up as well. So it's kind of helping me to, to save things. But the beauty of it is it has a processor in it. And given that it has a processor, it has its own computer built in that you could then also run. We've, ta we've talked about running, um, what is that, Alan? The uh, Homebridge. Homebridge, right? Which is allows, it converts things that are non-HomeKit into HomeKit signals. Mm -hmm. uh, it also can obviously run as a uh, Plex server, as we're showing mm -hmm. here. So so that's one piece that I already had, right? I already okay. had that in place. So therefore, you know, it wasn't just a brand new purchase uh, for this. But since I had that, one thing I did need, and this is where I found this in my uh, in my garage, this is what my antenna looks like. Uh, it's a little bulky, right? It, so that's probably, I don't know, 18 inches tall, maybe, uh, from okay. some top to bottom. Um, this one is supposedly supposed to reach about 60 miles. So that would be if it's out on your roof or out on the side of your house and it's directly pointed, it should be able to pull uh, from stations that are about 60 miles away. Now, where I live now, it's about three or four miles. So the fact that I'm that close and had this uh, an antenna that was well over what I need, right? I don't need this antenna anymore. But what it did allow me to do, Alan, is my antenna now is sitting in my closet mounted to the wall inside the center of my house. So it's okay. nowhere close to an outside wall. It is actually probably 20 feet from an outside wall. It's in a closet in my office. Wow. which happens to be where my internet boxes are. So I know I can just plug it straight in there mm -hmm. and turns out I'm getting, you know, I'm getting a great signal because again, it's supposed to be 60, 60 miles yeah. and it only has to get three. So, sure. so that worked in my last house, I was 20 miles away and I had this mounted in my attic on a support beam in the center of my attic. I mounted it right there, which means that it would not move around a lot. Um, mm -hmm. No wind was affecting it, but it just had to get through the roof and it was able to do that given that it had enough power. So this is not powered. This is simply just coax in, coax out. Um, so I would I would say this is this one's been pretty good. Uh, there are powered ones where if you are a little further away, you could add power to it, and then it sort of amplifies your signal and all that. But uh, if you're someone, let's say Alan from your area, if if you're someone that lives ten miles away from Charlotte and you're really close to some signals, you really only need bunny ears. You don't even need you don't need something like this. You probably just need you know they make some that 
are thin that can just slide on a wall. They make some that fit on the back of your TV. Mm. Um, you can just go ahead and get bunny ears to be able to do that. But I wanted to over-engineer a little bit so that I didn't have to put it on the outside of my house. I didn't have to put it at a window. I didn't have to see it. So that's yeah. great. All right. So, so that's the antenna. So you have yep. to have an antenna. That's a key. Yep. Place for that antenna to go. And then the last um, piece of the puzzle, which was the one I just got. Okay, what I'm gonna find out what window that is. Sorry. Um, here we go. I ended up going with a what uh, what's called a HD home run, and I I over purchased on this one as well, and probably did not need the two hundred dollar version there. So maybe I think about a hundred dollar eighty dollar version that would have been just fine. The difference is that this one has the ability to, if you, Alan, you see that there, it's the 4K ATSC 3.0, which means it's able to also pick up a signal if someone puts out the 4K signal. So I kind of wanted to future-proof it a little bit. Um, so in case there's a better signal, the 3.0, Portland does sure. have some of the 3.0 signals. Um, but if you just want the over-the-air HD ones, I could have I could have gotten the exact same channels with the $99 one. Um, it's just it wouldn't it wouldn't have been as uh, future-proof. So, so anyway, what this does is the antenna plugs into this, so it's just a coax cable going from my antenna to this box. This box has power, and this box has an Ethernet cable that goes into my network system somewhere. Yeah, it could mm -hmm. go into my router. It could go into my NAS. It just needs to pump in somehow so that my Plex can go. Oh, whoa! I'm noticing, I'm noticing a, a cool signal coming in. I'm going to see if I can use it, and mm -hmm. sure enough, it sets it up pretty easily. So, so yeah. now that's antenna tuner and the NAS for me is what I have money in. Right, I have those three things that have been sure. purchased. There's no recurring fees with any of them, and with that, I can get live TV, local TV. Uh, all throughout uh, my house because I already have Apple TVs being able to access apps that are going to access that Plex already. All right. So just kind of, right. So we got those pieces. Now, how do they, how do they work together? Like how I understand the antenna going into the home run, the, the tuner, yep. there. that, that makes sense. But then for the tuner, the home run mm -hmm. to communicate, it, it plugs into your network. How does it link up with Plex? Is that somewhere where you kind of... It was actually pretty... I was amazed with how seamless it was. What right. I did is I plugged it in to the network. I went to the Plex and I said, live TV. And it said, ding, ding, ding. I noticed you have a HD home run. Right? Oh, wow. literally, literally, it recognized on the network. Good. Hey, there's one of these. Is this yours? And then I said, let's set it up and use that for live TV. And then, it, of course, it's already connected to the internet, Plexus, so it's pulling channel, channel guides, and all of that information across the uh, the uh, the internet. But the, the home run, the tuner there is not anything you have to do, any kind of direct uh, administrative uh, up. Uh, nope. or go into. Nope. You nope. really just plug it up, and that's it. Yep. Yep. You can almost think of like a, like a booster or something, right? It basically is taking a signal, converting it, and saying... Here you go. I'm just pushing the signal out to your internet or to your network. And it happens to be that Plex is smart enough to see that kind of signal coming into the right. to the network. Um, well, that's pretty easy then. It's yeah. very slick. Yeah, very slick. So that right there is what I have going now. So what I'm realizing this allows me to do, uh, I still have YouTube TV. I haven't cut the cord yet, but this would allow me to, at any of my TVs, be able to open up my Plex app, which, by the way, is an app that could be on your Roku or on your Apple TV. When I open that up, I can now see all these tabs that I just showed you a minute ago. I've got movies. I could pull down a movie from your Plex, from my Plex, from you know, from the free over the uh, uh, over the internet stuff. I could go to live TV and watch the local news or the local game that's on. Um, I am thinking about potentially doing the. Four ninety nine, or what's another part makes me feel good about Plex. Plex has this, you know, where four ninety nine allows you the recording. You also can do a lifetime payment, one time payment. I think it's one hundred and fifteen dollars, and then you get it for life. <laughs> so if this is something that I think, all right, you know, I don't want to see money going out per month, and it's worth me having a one time payment to know that I could always record to my own server. By the way, 
So that's why they can do it. It's really a service that allows you to pump to your own server, which you have. So they're not having to, you know, have their space kind of taken up. So, mm-hmm. you know, my hope is that even, even at the worst case, Alan, I had, let's say 400 and $400 into a NAS server, which was already there, by the way, I wasn't, I wasn't buying it for this case. Yeah. I was going to say, let, let's clarify on that because the actual purchases you had to make to make this thing work were the tuner and the antenna. Yeah. So what? $200, 200 to $300. So it was $300 for me, but I, I tell you, if I wanted to do it on the minimum, what I, what I needed, I could have gone with say a uh, $60 tuner and a probably a $20 antenna oh. and still do it from my location. Okay. From your, and it will vary by people's locations. Yes. Cause I know mine, yes. I would need a much, much more powerful antenna. Cause I do not, I'm not anywhere as close to some of those signals. Sure. And I have a lot of trees all over me, so I've got to figure out how to do that. But let's say you put a hundred bucks, maybe one hundred and fifty bucks, into the hardware. You're mm-hmm. right; you already had the NAS, and the NAS is being used for other purposes. So it's not like it's a only for Plex or only for live TV thing. But that is something to keep in mind for anybody who wants to do this: is that you do still have to have somewhere to run the Plex server and to store all the things you're going to record. It's a storage and it's a processor, a computer to run the Plex server. Yeah. NAS is a great solution for that because it does both, it gives you the storage and it runs the application, the Plex, but it's pricey. So, um, yep. 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 So, Alan, I just pulled up um, this. I've, I've become kind of in love with this uh, particular website. There's several of these out there where you can find how close you are to antennas or yep. two i'm sorry not antennas but uh towers to be able to get it channels and so i put up this is correct for you right yeah newton mm-hmm. and um, of course is that about right or hickory do, uh, okay. can you do it by zip do 28601 yeah. to it okay 28601 yeah there you go okay yep so um what this allows you to do is you can tell it, okay, I'm looking within 100 miles, I'm looking within 60 miles, I'm looking with 45 miles as to what's there. And then also on the right of here, you can see the strength of your signal supposedly from where you are and which of those signals would be kind of within within range uh, for you. And it'll also help you kind of recognize what kind of equipment do I need. So at the bottom here, you could press the button of get an antenna recommendation for my area, right. To be able to pull. And so for you, you know, you can see there's, there's one here. What is that? Is that gonna, is it gonna tell me which one it is? Let's see. Oh, I can go and pick, you know, where are these, where are these particular antennas? So for you, Alan, it says if within 45 miles, you should be able to get CBS, but that's also kind of within that 40 mile range, maybe. Mm-hmm. So tree coverage, um, you know, not direct light or direct sight, but, you know, um, the uh, trees around you are going to make a difference. Like CBS, CBS is really close to you. Um, it actually looks like it's real close. Um, looks like CBS is running there between you and Morganton, yeah. the yeah. CBS channel. ABC uh, looks like that's back in. Oh, same place, right? It's coming mm-hmm. from the same one. So, you know, you can look and see, like, where am I going to NBC is a little further away, but it's still within that 45 miles. So if you had the same thing I did, which is supposedly for 60 miles, on your case, you'd probably want it maybe on the outside of your house or back under a way that it's not inhibited by a wall. But it doesn't necessarily need to be on your roof like they used to be. I don't think that's the case. I've never had one on my roof. I've had this particular one on the side of the house and kind of hidden under a you know overhang so that it it wasn't visible. But okay. I think there are ways to there are ways to to look into it to see like I would always overplan for the antenna. If it says you're 45 miles away, I'd get something that's at least 60. Uh, if it says you're you know 30 miles away, I go ahead and get at least a 50. Because I, I don't trust this. I think those are saying that's where you can reach it, but you also need to be in a really good, uh, clear line of sight. And there are certain times of the day that it might be cloudy, that it's going to cut down on some of your reception. Okay. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's there are ways of doing it. And, uh, and given that it's a, such a cheap output, it's one time, 
You yeah. can get a cheap tuner. You already have Allen. You already have the NAS. You already have Plex. You could find a way to kind of throw one antenna up and throw it out back and pump it into your system and just see what you can pick up. And worst case, you could get some local stuff on a time where you get really frustrated with YouTube TV and decide to just yank it for a few months. I have decided, I have thought about that too. It's like, you know, let me just cancel for a few months, see if I can get by, you know, yes, I can still try some other things. Maybe I can go and get a short-term cheaper access if I need to see a sport or, um, you know, just find a show that I get super sucked into. And all I need to do is watch that uh, uh, show and nothing else yeah. is a, uh, to save me a little well, bit of money. Well, and here's another option to keep in mind. I mean, yes, we're you're talking about a, a, the the local channels. This mm-hmm. is a great way to consider getting those local channels. Obviously, in your area, the list of channels you said that you were available over the antenna is a much longer list than sure. ones I've got here in my area. But here's another option to keep in mind: is that yes, you're getting all this for basically free, except for the one to those two upfront purchases you're having to make. Right. There are some streaming live TV services that are much less expensive than mm-hmm. YouTube TV that do not have live channels. That's why they're able to be a lot cheaper if they don't have, I'm sorry, local channels. They don't yeah, have local. Locals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Philo is an example of one. Philo, uh, that's P H I L O.com, is $25 a month. You get 70 channels of live TV. The thing is, they don't do local channels. So that's one reason they're a little cheap. And mm-hmm. there are some channels that aren't on there that might not be some of the the, the typical ones you see on some other services. But they have a lot of channels. Uh, A&E, AMC, Comedy Central, Discovery, Food Network, HDTV, History Channel, so on and so forth. So there's a lot of them. There's a lot of good channels. Mm-hmm. So you got to think if you're somebody that likes having all of those as live channels that you do like having all that flexibility, but you don't want to be paying $75 a month for YouTube TV and you're willing to go out and do the antenna and piping that in using that tuner, then all of a sudden, you know, you could, could have it down to two, two services. All right. Plex TV. I go over to my, from my local channels in my own movie collection, but then I can also flip over to a philo.com and that just be for, these other 70 live channels that I do like to watch. Um, so anyway, it, it's not a perfect solution because you're having to right. go to two different places, but if you're really wanting that variety of channels and you don't want to spend as much money as you are now, or you don't want to get into the $75 a month plan with YouTube TV, this is possibly a way to, to get around that. So I don't know. Yep. Yep. Um, no, I think, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to balance it and say, well, listen, if I have if I have some content that's not live TV, how much do I really need or want live TV these days? And of course, for me, it's, you know, I, I do like to have local news every, every once in a while to be able to see if something's going on. I'd like to have potentially, you know, a local local channel for events, you know, live events that that happen usually on the regular networks. Um, and this to me is like a, a couple of simple one time purchases that will allow me access to those things on the times where I feel like I need them. And then everything else can be content, right? I mean, there can be, if I have, if I have Amazon prime, because I'm not going to be getting rid of my Amazon delivery anytime soon, I have things to watch. There are always things to watch. If I want to spend time watching something, is it the best and greatest? And do I need to have each brand new service? Well, maybe I, rotate you know I'm, I'm trying to get a system of maybe there's one service that i use for newer content maybe i do three months of hbo and then i stop it and do three months of yeah. uh, netflix and do whatever they have new and then i stop it and do three months of hulu and do what they have new because if i can if i can focus on you know twenty dollars or less on a rotating month and then i know i've got prime which is going to be always always there and i've got live tv for at least my local uh, network channels it shouldn't be an issue of not having enough to watch (laughs) uh it's just an issue of do you want the convenience of everything to watch and that's kind of where we've gotten to right is that it's so convenient to have everything at your fingertips we i've become quite the master in 
starting either free trials of channels and knowing <laughs> setting myself reminders to switch it off once we're done watching what we're going to watch or if it's something that doesn't offer a free trial or we've already used up our free trial getting one month of a service and knowing what all we're going to watch in that month to make use of it and canceling it after one month um, yep yep i'm definitely i've got little reminders put in my reminders app that remind me anytime i sign up for a service hey 25 days later Go ahead and cancel this out and uh, make sure you get that one month in just because we feel like, you know, I mean, perfect example, uh, you know, Halloween night, we wanted to watch a particular uh, horror movie, did our searching, couldn't find it on any street, uh, any service we already had, couldn't find anywhere easy and free. So we said, okay, well, we can get it on AMC plus, but we have to sign up for seven day free trial. So we did. And then five days later, canceled it and yeah. we're done. So uh, being a little diligent with it and being managing, you can, you can kind of make the best of it, what you need. It, but the, the thing you got to watch out for is don't sign up for an HBO or max or whatever it's called, which is, you know, the most expensive standalone service right now. Uh, don't sign up for it. And then only have one piece of content. You're going to watch one show for a couple of weeks and then you still keep it for months on end, you're not really using it or you feel obligated right. to have to use it just to go check and see if there's something you can find to watch. Just turn it off, turn off the yep. subscription. And then just when a day comes up that there is a certain show or movie that you really want to see. And it's only on that, eight, that max service, sign up for a month, watch it yep. and then cut it off. It's, yep. it just takes time. It takes time and reminders and it's time and reminders that the streaming channels are hoping we don't, choose to invest mm -hmm. into that's right. managing it so uh they're hoping it is for a lot easier than see they're hoping for the fact that you forget um yeah. yeah and just keep it keep it in place and they're pacing themselves they don't want to give you all the content at once because they want you to think whether well, something else coming i'll just hang on a little longer we like i say we cut we cut netflix uh probably about two months ago okay haven't missed it a I bit because it. again i had something else that i was watching that was totally enveloping and i and personally i'm thinking now i want to go and find another show that had many, many, many seasons, maybe Sopranos or something like that. So I don't have to make any decisions. Like, you know, we'll just go ahead and that gives us a few months of <laughs> content watching, which is great. Hey, Wheel of Fortune has been running for about. Oh, well, you know what I found? Years. There's a, I mean, I've got Wheel of Fortune channel here, so well, I can just watch it. The whole, every day, the whole, right? the whole Wheel, of, <laughs> Wheel of Fortune anthology, just watch all 40 plus seasons of it and just, yep. man. That'll set you up for a good while. So, Alan, on that note, though, you mentioned about kind of getting rid of channel or um, services, adding them back again. They haven't gotten to the point where they're really hitting you to join back again, right? You know, I know when we first started with YouTube TV, they actually had this thing. It was like, hey, if you leave, by the way, it's going to be more expensive when you start back, right? Or you're going to have to pay a re-up fee. They, they're no, not I don't doing know, that. I don't know about YouTube TV. Yeah. I don't know if they do or not. The other streaming services, by that I mean they're not Max, uh, Hulu, um, Paramount Plus, all mm -hmm. those. No, there's no if you cancel and then decide to come back a couple months later, they don't jack the fees up on you or whatever. Yeah. The difference is that some of them do give a free trial and say, Hey, get AMC plus for you know 30 days for free. Right. Um, now of course, if you know. You cancel within the 30 days. You don't pay anything. If you do come back, you are going to be paying full price on the sure. subscription. Um, but no, I haven't seen anybody jacking up fees for people who are with them for a while and then come back. So um, really the only downside for the canceling, well, two downsides for canceling and resubscribing. One is you have to remember to do it yep. and you have to be diligent. The other mm -hmm. is most likely if you cancel, you come back, they're probably going to say, sorry, we don't have your watch list anymore or something to right. that effect. Yes. Not a big deal, right? Not if you get used no. to it, then you don't worry about like, oh, of course, I remember I've seen that. Or then you're probably not going to want to pick up where you left off because you wouldn't have stopped, right? If you were in the middle right. of something. So yeah, yeah. Now that that's not a that's not an issue. Really, the only issue is just convenience of reminding yourself to cancel it. Yep. And, you know, yes, that one time when after you've canceled it and you realize, oh, man, there was something else I really wanted to see on that. You are going to have to sign back up and get another account with sure. or get another subscription started. That's the only drawback. But, I mean, look, it's it's a lot better than spending money on a monthly basis for services you don't really need and can easily do without. That's right. 
Um, yep. Just takes a little process. Set yourself a reminder every month. Hey, go and review all my subscriptions. Mm-hmm. I do all of my TV subscriptions through the Apple TV platform. Makes it super easy. So that yep. way I can go in and actually see all my subscriptions in one place and be like, oh, wow, I didn't realize I still had that. Let me go and cancel that one uh, at the end of the month. So yep. it makes yep. it easy. All right. Well, cool, Brian. I think this is, uh, this is good. Yeah. This is, I mean, this is, I mean, look, you, you've got a lot of live channels out in your area that you're covering and, uh, you definitely get all your local stuff, which is good. Right. Um, right. So that's great. And yeah. that, that's really one of the competitive advantages of a YouTube TV is that they're giving you not only live cable channels, but also your live local channels. And that's what really jacks up the price on a lot of those uh, packages. So you're saving a lot of money there for that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I'm we're we're to a point where we're probably in another month or so we'll say, all right, we've used this live enough. And if it's if it looks like it's convenient and we can get around, we'll cut the YouTube TV and say, let's just let's see. It's not as convenient. It is not as clean. It's not as as super, you know, usable uh as uh as YouTube TV is, because again, that app is incredibly good. But <laughs> I would love it when I'm not paying that fee. And, uh, no, and you know, that's going to be going, keep going up too. It's, it's, sure. it's yep. I could see it yep. being a $90 service before too, too long. Yep. And they'll keep most of their users because yep. again, I think they've, they've, re- they've realized that they're actually created something that's better than cable, mm-hmm. right? That they're giving a better product than cable was. And that, that took a while right for streaming to actually become a better product than cable was because cable was always on it was quick you could change a channel and you can get there quickly you can do that now with youtube tv and some others like that plus they've got these cool things of you can choose your four different sport channels and watch four different sports at once and that's all coming in and there's just a lot of things that they're doing that cable was not doing um and of course they're they're going to keep towing the line of getting you closer to where cable's price was because now they know they've outpaced what cable was giving you. So uh, that's right. Yep. So anyway, yeah, I I think this is I'm excited about this for a while. I'm going to try now that I have the DVR function to record a few and see how that goes. I did want to mention one thing, Alan, the recording piece, which again is if I if I like it, I'll go with a one time fee and just have it for life and just say I'm not, I don't want to see a, a recurring fee. But the, one of the cool parts is you can actually set the DVR function for Plex to detect the commercials. Mm. So it way, if you record a show, it can detect the commercials and either let you skip them by clicking and saying, hey, the detected commercial, skip forward. Or you can tell it to go ahead and delete them for you. <laughs> so with the live TV, nice. I don't know how it works. I, ha- I don't know how well it works, but... That's kind of nice, right? Because that's one of the challenges with going live TV is that you're not able to scan as well as you would have liked, and um, you know maybe not the skip functions and all these sorts of things. So anyway, that's very cool. Yeah, yep. We'll see. I'll keep you informed about how it's going and whether I'm confident making the the trim at some point. But well, Brian, thanks for sharing all that. Um, I do have to go because I, I being an elderly person, I do go to bed now at much earlier yeah. time. Well, I saw you yawning earlier, and I know oh, that yeah. was because my mm-hmm. we are getting well past bedtime there. So sorry, it's way Grandpa. past my bedtime. I've mm-hmm. uh, yeah. What other what other elderly things can I say I'm doing a bit later? Yeah. Anyway. Well, just make sure just make sure you pee before you go to bed. Then it'll oh, be like three or four time. times in the night. I'm still so, going to yeah. be up in the middle of the night. Gotcha. Okay. Um, yeah, but this is great. Thank you, Brian, for kind of walking through this. It sounds like yeah. it's coming along pretty well. I'm really impressed with just the integration that Plex does with that tuner. Yeah. It just automatically picks it up and runs with it. So yeah, really, it's really pretty cool. Plex is a great platform. I'm a big fan and love what they're doing with it. So yep. yeah, fun. All right. Well, that's some right, man. for you. If you want to get rid of your live TV package that you're paying too much for through digital streaming, this is an alternative way that mostly free, except for a couple upfront one-time purchases and thinking through how to make it work for your own personal situation. But uh, it is a good option and uh, glad to know it exists. So yeah. 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 All right, cool. All right, Brian. Well, if anybody's got any questions, thoughts, feedback for us on anything with that. Uh, yeah. Uh, send us an email. Tell them how to do it. Send us an email at uh, info at the mesh.tv. 
I would love to hear if there's other options that uh, you found, maybe even cheaper options to kind of have a similar setup, um, or uh, if you found even ways of getting around some of the the DVR services. I mean, we, you know, I put that out there as something that Plex is going to charge me for, um, but there are other services that you could do in-house and set it up as a part of your part of your tuner, right? To have it actually record to your tuner box. And so I'd love to hear some other people that are doing this and uh, pros and cons. Uh, you can also go to the website at www.brothers-n-tech.com. All right. That'll do it for today. So thanks everybody for uh, spending some time with us and we'll be back in another week or so with some more uh, technology talk and ideas and suggestions and all that jazz. Yeah. So, all right. Get off my lawn and let's go to bed. So, all right. Good night, Grandpa. (laughs) See y'all. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.